following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Studio B for another edition of The Intentional Foul. Josh and Dan back with you. Apologies for missing last week. I've infected my whole house. I didn't want to come over and infect the studio as well. But thank you for carrying it uh, solo. Very much appreciated. Yeah, appreciate you not giving me the... Well, <laughs> avoid the, the virus or whatever Dugan. it is. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of football and, again, proclaiming the, the Brewers dead seems to be the, the best thing that I have done. Because it's worked Yeah, it's worked believe, out. You believe in reverse psychology or juju or however that works. Is he on um, the Steelers? Right. We're 0-3. By the way, yeah. So another edition back. This is very lovely. You got a light out over there, or is that on purpose? No, it's on purpose, on so purpose. it doesn't get hotter than hell in here. It's a hot lamp. Hot lamp. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Next thing you'll have a tanning lamp down here. No. All right. So I, I burn. I don't tan. <laughs> Where do we start um, this week? I mean, we we're going into Monday Night Football tonight as we record this. It's another one of your uh, not preferential start times you want your Sunday noon games but are you at all excited to try and get a victory to try and get an offensive touchdown to try and anything that's some some semblance of a team that was supposed to do something this year sure not holding hold my on, breath hold on don't get too excited no. we need to maintain and pace ourselves yeah, for the next I 45 mean, minutes they're, they're playing the fucking Redskins I mean if they can't beat that team Third worst defense after two weeks. Yeah, I mean, if you can't if you can't score on these guys who have blown, I think twenty point leads in two games, um, led by the you know the the great Case Keenum and the the washed up Adrian Peterson, and I mean, yeah, the that healthy scratch first week. I mean, you got to be really, I don't know what you're doing if you got somebody that you can. Healthy scratch, Adrian Peterson. Yeah, for that him. was an odd decision. Yeah. That that seemed like it was not necessarily performance based. Seemed like no. there might have been something else going on because I, I, from what I remember hearing, a lot of the Redskin players were kind of like, "What is what? What? What are you doing? Right? You, you don't you don't do that to a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's just, I mean, it's just flat out disrespectful. If, if if you don't have room for him, or if you think you got guys better, let him go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. So, doorbell ringing. I'll be right back. Josh is going to handle this. <laughs> We're going to handle this. All right, this is great. Dan's this doorbell. This is what happens rang. when you do live. No, stuff. that's okay. That works. Luckily, we're not in front of a live studio audience. So we'll talk about um, the uh, skins and the bears tonight in DC. We'll recap Broncos and Packers. Another fast start for Green Bay. Um, I said this this morning on the air. The the numbers for Rodgers and the way that he's playing this year seems to mirror last year a little bit. And I know Dan's going to have some uh, some opinion on that. Did you get your change? I did. All right, well, that's good. Um, so we'll go around the league after we talk a little Packers. We'll talk about the uh, teams that are um, unbeaten still, still looking for some victories. 
We'll uh, preview week four. We'll run down the Brewers and uh, the Cubs meltdown. Uh, the Badgers are up to eighth in the AP after an ass-kicking of Jim Harbaugh's Wolverines. And then Dan's really excited because training camp for the NBA is one week away. It's coming, yeah. So, all right, that's the rundown for today's episode. Uh, we'll start with Broncos and Packers. I love the free play. I'm surprised that teams still bite on it. And it doesn't seem like anybody makes the most of that or not everybody even tries to program that in there. But, I mean, you just basically run a fly pattern after you're allowed to keep the play going and then just throw it up and hope that the guy runs under the ball and that's what happened. It's probably my most unfavorite play in football. <laughs> and it burned the Packers more than it helped him yesterday. I mean, they got, what, three false starts off of mm-hmm. him trying to... <laughs> and they were supposedly going to try to take some of that stuff out of the game. They did a lot of flagging of that kind of Rogers does it more with inflection than than body movement. But, um, you know, and and it's frankly, any defensive player that jumps at that after 15 years is a moron. And that's what I mean. I mean, I, you know, teams are still doing this. I I know you're trying to get a, you know, you're trying to get a jump, but like all you're doing is screwing yourself. I mean, it's not worth the jump if you're going to give up a touchdown. For for the success rate as well, and and I guess for the for the number of times that the offensive line jumps, I mean, and and the receivers running, I mean, everybody that has to stay there, I mean, you got to practice this constantly, and when you get in a game situation, you can't do anything more than what you practice if you're on offense. So I'm I'm just kind of curious what the success rate is versus how often you get flagged for it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But, I mean, if if it gets you a touchdown and you win and that's the winning margin, then I guess you could say it worked out. Yeah. I, I just have never been a fan of the, the whole the trickery of yeah. it. It's kind of like the the other rule in football that drives me crazy is when the offense, the offense can quick snap a yeah. ball before you can substitute. Yep. That's just stupid to me. Well, it is because, I mean... Both ways, because if you're if you're a no huddle team and you want to get up to the line, that's the point. They don't give you the chance to switch personnel. Now they don't want the offense to have too much, so they said, "Well, you need to give the defense time to do that." Well, then why don't you just say that there's a no huddle rule? I mean, which, which way do you want it? You can be up at the line. The referee has to stand over the ball, make sure the subs are in, then he leaves. What what advantage is that? It's gone. Right. So then take it out. Yeah. Don't don't have it both ways. If you had it if you had it in like the last two minutes of the half in the in the game, I would be fine with that. Okay. But you know, sometimes and and I think part of the problem is is the same problem that we have with all football where the over legislation of these rules you see all the time they throw a flag on a guy whose foot is in the air coming off the field about to hit the sideline and they call twelve minutes. It's like that's that. To the letter of the law, that's correct, but that's not in the spirit of the the rule. Right. It's, you know, but anyway. So, um, you had noted another fast start. They got off to a fast start against the Vikings. They let them climb back in. It's very, very Mike Sherman-esque, I have to say. That's pretty scary. This is like like the old Favre thing where they always got the ball at home first. They were always up 7 to nothing, and then the game started. It's kind of what we've seen the last two weeks from these guys. Um, obviously, whatever they're scripting is working well. Well, for sure, but I mean, but I don't the think... The rest of the game, not so much. I don't think that first touchdown was in the script. No. But I mean, but that, every, that, but the way they had been out, moving yes. the ball before that... Yeah, everything you know. just seems to grind to a halt. 
mm-hmm. afterwards. And I don't really understand this whole Lafleur system, whether it's that you want to get up on a team and then you just basically play keep away for a while. Don't turn the ball over. Count on your defense to get some stops. And so long as you can wind the clock down, we're fine. That seems very McCarthy-esque, only I don't think he even planned it that way. Right. Like, now you've got Lafleur, who everybody is proclaiming to be a master strategist to install this offense, and it's looking very similar to what we've been seeing for the last decade. Can we now, three games into the season, um, can we now without, and by by we I mean non-Packer fans, can we now criticize Rodgers' play a little bit with, with, without getting the constant Packer fan pushback? You were upstairs. I, I said it I said it this morning. I said the numbers look great, but he's now said for three weeks, I have to play better. He was, I have to play better. I have to play better. What if you can't play better? What if you've peaked and you're on the way down? Well, he's 35. He's not going. He's not trending up. I understand, but yeah. it's like, Maybe there needs to be a little bit of self-realization. Maybe I can't do this anymore. Well, there was a point in the fourth quarter yesterday. He ended 17 for 29 uh, for the day. There was a point in the fourth quarter, I think before the last drive or the second to last drive, he was 11 for 23 for like 160 yards. Like that's, those are Trubisky numbers. I mean, you know. But he started out like what? He was like, like six for six, and then like nine for eleven or something. I yeah. mean, he and then all of a sudden the bottom just seemed to drop off. You know, and he and he said that he needed to play better, and you know, blah 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 blah, the things that you say after a game. But the const he he still got the constant pouty face, sigh, eye roll, slump shoulders, poor body language, and it's like, well, dude, your your line's been great for you. You didn't even get touched. Yesterday, once, yeah. and there was a couple of plays like he had Allison on a crossing route. He throws it at his feet, and then he looks at Allison like, "Why didn't you catch that?" It's like, "Cause it was at my feet, dude." Trust me, as a point guard, I threw the ball at people's feet once in a while. <laughs> it's hard to catch those. Yeah, you know. Um, so I mean, I, I just kind of looked at a couple things. His completion percentage is down a hair, sixty-one for the year, sixty-five for his career. So not much, mm-hmm. but the he's only got six hundred and fifty. Total passing yards in three games. Granted, you've played three of the probably twelve to fifteen best defenses in the league. Yeah, Um, but I think Denver's going a little on reputation. They don't even have a sack or a turnover yet, and we're three games into the season, which is the only thing shocking. The only thing you associate with Denver's defense is Vic Fangio and Chubb and and, and, and Chubb and and Miller. Miller, you know, you would expect those two guys to have a sack. It's three games in; they don't even have a sack. Yep. I mean that's surprising. No, I would I, I would definitely agree with the with the fact that the criticism is warranted. It's not like um, he's been awful. No, but he's, when you're comparing him to the standard that he has set for himself, this is subpar. It it just is the the fact that the Packers are three and zero. You can sweep it under the rug a little bit. If they're one and two, and you have the same numbers, all of a sudden I think a lot of people are looking around going, "Oh shit." We got this for four or five more years. Well, and maybe now you're going to have to deal with those numbers and offset it with the running game because, I mean, say what you want about Lafleur, He's at least dedicated to running the football a little bit more. All of a sudden, you don't just have, you know, five carries in the entire second half like we saw in the back end of the McCarthy era. 
Um, so, I mean, maybe you can live, maybe you have to live with those numbers. Maybe that's what you're going to get from Rodgers, and now the defense is going to have to pick up some of the slack, and that's how you're going to win ball games. Maybe this is now the new standard. I don't know. It's gonna have. We're gonna have to see what happens the rest of the season because if this happens two seasons in a row, last year they just had a bad defense, they had bad players, bad scheme, whatever you want to call it. They didn't have enough guys on offense to help him, and Rodgers' play dropped. He didn't turn the ball over, but he had good numbers. So if you get a second straight season of this, only they win with a better defense. Maybe you say that this is how it's going to be from here on out. Yeah, and and I think that. I don't think you're going to see an uptick in turnovers from him because he's just not a risky player. He's always going to throw the ball away as opposed to try to jam it in. It's just that's just how he is. Um Yeah, I don't know. It's he's he's gonna have a couple of those Rogers games where he has three fifty and three or four touchdowns and, and everybody's gonna say he's back and he's this and he's that. He's still a top five, six, seven quarterback in the league. There's no question. But I think the gap between like a guy like him and Mahomes, I think week by week here has kind of grown. I'm fine with that. You know, yep. uh, and it, it very well might not matter. I mean, you know, if, if he is content with being this kind of a quarterback and winning games, then, then it doesn't matter. But if, if they start not winning games and he's still this kind of quarterback and then he starts pissing and moaning like he did last year, now you're going to have a problem because everybody talked about that lafleur Rogers dynamic mm-hmm. this year, and we talked about it in the preseason. Um, they all said, you know, they were saying much ado about nothing. And uh, I think I made the comment, like, I believe them because they haven't hit a bump yet. Right. And they still haven't hit a bump nope. yet. Mm-mm. You know, so... Um, I don't know. It remains to be seen. Offensively, they got a lot of work to do. Oh, for sure. Um, and I'm I'm just wondering how this how this new installation of the offense, how long is this gonna take? You know what I mean? How, I don't even long... really think that's the issue, man. They've been working on it for six months. That's I think, what I mean. I, I, I just then don't why think... aren't you clicking? Why well, isn't everything firing? I mean, is it is it the is it the defenses that you've played? I mean, I thought I mean or or is again, is this what we're as Packer fans gonna have to live with? Well, I think as a non biased person looking at the game like the Packers really only have one receiver yes Scantling's he's okay coming up there but he's okay Allison is just a guy he's not Jimmy Graham is way past his prime your running backs are Jones has the potential to have solid games but he's not a he's not a top 15 back in the league I don't think so I don't necessarily think the weapons that the Packers have are great they're not terrible but they're not great so I don't know that this is a team that's ever going to be scoring, you know, in the 30s. The 30s and 40s. I think this is probably a 20 to 24 point. I mean, look what they've scored. They've scored 10, 21, and 27, right? Yep. I don't know. Where where was the Broncos' defense after two weeks going into yesterday? Do you know? Well, I don't know. What the, I, they I played the Bears, so it was probably pretty high. True. So that's, know? that's probably not indicative of anything. I mean, you got the Bears, the Vikings. And they, they, I mean, they lit up Minnesota for at least the first quarter, quarter and a half. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see what they do against a team like, I don't know, like Oakland, a team that you know Minnesota absolutely decimated. 
the one by 20, mm-hmm. you know, a, a defense that is in the bottom half, bottom third right. of the league. Right. Because if you can't pour it on them, like when they went to, who did they beat last year when Rodgers got all pissed and because they didn't, the margin of victory wasn't, oh, uh, was it the Bills? Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you don't beat the Bills by 30 or 35 points, let's say this season, then I'll be curious to say or to see what what the criticisms are, whether it's all on, on yourself right, or whether it's that, I don't have what it takes to succeed. I don't think there's a lot of self-reflection that goes on in the Rodgers house. That's kind of what I, I, I was really thinking don't. as well. I mean, I mean, it's great that he says I need to play better. Great. Yeah, but that, that you know, again, that, that's the stuff that guys say after game. I mean, how many times do I have to listen to Cam Newton tell me that he needs to play better? It's like, no, you need to take that scarf off. What Whitlock, Whitlock the other day said he needed to leave the Aunt Jemima scarf at home. I oh, thought that man. was pretty... That was a good one. Uh, switch over to the other side of the ball. The defense, you and I kind of talked about that. I'm actually surprised they got gashed in the running game as bad as they did. But when you look at it, I mean, the D tackles are good. The defensive linemen, they're they're meaty. They're not really, some of them are meant to get after the quarterback, but I mean, the pass rush stuff is all on the outside. So I was really surprised like a guy like Philip Lindsay absolutely lit him up. Delvin Cook, I'm not surprised. I mean, he's leading the league in rushing after three weeks. Well, this is why after the game, I wanted to go out and slam my head in my car door because I'm watching this and I'm looking at the stats. Where where was this week one? They're 25th against the run, giving up 130 yards a game, and the Bears ran the ball 10 times. Right. That just, it just, the failure of the coaching staff of the Bears in week one is just mind-boggling. But, you know, and, and conversely, they're, Packers have been really good against the pass, mm-hmm. fifth in the league, 197 yards a game. They've got a really good young secondary well, there. Well, and I think I I think it goes a little hand-in-hand hand with the fact that they have not trailed yet. Packers haven't trailed Probably yet. Probably true. So they've been playing from the front for three games. When you, you, you're forcing teams into passing situations that are allowing you defensively to use your athletes that they have on the back end, I mean – I think the Packers probably have their their top five in the league in terms of uh, their back their back third. I think that's for sure. Up front remains to be seen, and I think that's why they're getting gashed on the run game. But you know, Alexander, I think Savage was a very good pick. He's proven that he's a legit starter. Amos is a good player. And uh, and I mean King, he had his he had a couple of mess that, ups yesterday, but a little rough. Didn't, it didn't kill him. No, you know. So, I think they've been solid, but I think at the same time, when you're talking about playing the Broncos, the Bears, and a Viking team that can be good, you haven't really played any juggernauts yet, and you haven't played a, a really good quarterback yet. That's going to happen. I don't know whether... It's going to happen Thursday. Whether Philly's going to be able to do that. They, that could turn into a track meet. I just read to, uh, just before I came over here, Philly's going to be missing one of their corners who's out with an injury. Um, for at least uh, a little bit, so their their secondary is going to be a little bit banged up. That might that might help them. And then you're playing in Dallas a week after that, so those are going to be two pretty good tests for sure. As as far as the defense is concerned, well, and Philadelphia is coming in desperate. Um, they're coming in a little banged up. It's a bad loss against Detroit, big time. Um, you know, Elshon, I believe, is supposed to play Thursday as of now. Okay. Hadn't played the last two games. Deshaun Jackson missed yesterday. I don't think he'll be back Thursday. It didn't sound like it. So they're a little shorthanded offensively. Um, they had some drops yesterday in that in that Lion game. Um, yeah, that was I, – I didn't get to see the game. I was watching, you know, when they would 
show some highlights and stuff, and it's, it was just like, how how are they losing to these guys <laughs> at home? I don't I, understand. No, I didn't. But I, I didn't watch. What, I, I mean, any of the game, but I just I was watching the, the ticker, and I'm like, really? Yeah. Well, I uh, they lost a couple of old linemen, I believe, during the game, okay. which never helps. Um, but still, I mean, if you're Carson Wentz, you're making thirty five million dollars a year. They they jettison uh, the Super Bowl hero Nick Foles to give you the reins here, and you're one and two, and you lose to the Lions at home. And you and they probably should have won last week against uh, Atlanta. They kind of screwed up the end mm-hmm. of that game, so um, they're going to be coming in a little bit desperate. Um, one good thing about the Packers and what people have been raving about is the play of their tackles. Um, Bulaga has been Mr. Glass for the last couple of, of, of years, needing the time off, getting a little banged up, plays three games, misses one, plays two games, misses one um, or two or something like that. But so far through three, he's graded out very high. Bakhtiari is pro- still proving he's one of the best left tackles um, in the league. They just put their guard Lane Taylor on injured reserve. I don't know whether you're going to try to bring him back, but the talk all through camp was that this Elgiston Jenkins was going to unseat him for the starting job anyway. They were looking at, there was trade rumors that who would take Taylor. So um, you've got Billy Turner at the other guard and Lindsley at center. I mean, that's a pretty good offensive line Mm -hmm. altogether. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, the Bears, you know, ran him around a little bit. That was week one. Vikings came at him a little bit, but relatively clean yesterday. Like he said, he only got knocked down once. Um, But I think going forward, that's... And and it was a strength last year. I think it's going to be a strength this year. And uh, when your when your quarterback is that old, you need to keep him upright as much as possible. Yeah, well, and we'll see. And that's not a real, it's not a young line. No, it's not. It's, it's got some guys that have been around and have well, it, got a little bit of injury history, and, like you said. And you're gonna and you're gonna have a rookie now starting for the rest of the season yeah. at one of the guard positions. So it'll be interesting to see what you know. Obviously, can they keep Rodgers upright? But can you can you start running the ball? Because I think this is a team that, as you get down the stretch and into the colder weather, Gotta. I'm not sure Aaron Rodgers is the guy that you're that's going to be running around in December throwing the ball 40, 45 times. Well, and Michael told me today that, and Bar- I don't think you even want that. No, anymore. I, I don't think you. I I, don't, I know that Lafleur doesn't. Yeah. Um, Michael told me today that Barnwell was hammering on the the split carries and should just give it to Jones and let him be you know, your main back, but it's like anybody who watched and at least my opinion from yesterday, Jones might've scored the two touchdowns. I thought Williams was, 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 was the better runner. I agree. Jones seems like he's a one contact down guy. Yep. He's not really going to bust through anything. Williams seemed to have a little more juice with his, with his legs trying to keep the pile moving. But I mean, look, what NFL team that doesn't have a star at that position that's what I mean. doesn't share carries? Right. That's what, and and neither of those two guys deserve to be that person. No, hell no, at all. So I mean, I'm I'm fine with the with the split fresh legs if that keeps them going well into December. Fine with it. Come on, Barnwell, you're a Bear fan. If you weren't, I'd kick your ass for that comment. <laughs> you're you, you you've been a fan of the uh, the flags that have gone Green Bay's way. Also in the first couple weeks. Hey, man, it's tough to play 11 on 19. I'm telling you. I'm oh telling you. Oh, my God. That's well, so I mean, great. look, they, they've caught some breaks, and it's <laughs> it's nothing that they're doing, but they've caught some breaks. You know, the the Bears were a dumpster fire on opening night. If they play anybody else in football that night, they lose. Um, you know, the Vikings miss an extra point, miss a field goal, 
get a touchdown taken away. There's what? Eight points. They lose by five. Yesterday, I don't think it would have affected the outcome of the game, but again, you had a touchdown taken away. Guy misses an extra point. So they're getting breaks. They got a they got a break in their schedule early as well, having all these home games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Philadelphia has to travel on the short week, not Green Bay. Right. So the, all that little stuff, it's nothing that they're doing. It's just that happens year to year in the league. And they're also playing a third place schedule. So a lot of things have come into play early. They're three and oh. Um, I know everybody's excited, and that's fine. I don't think um, Mr. Schmoltz comments about them being the, the favorites in the NFC. I think that's kind of laughable, especially yeah. if you watched the Rams yesterday. Yeah, but, you know, but the, the, the Packers, I, I kind of I was thinking about it today. I, I think of the Cowboys the same way right now. Cowboys are 3-0. and Everybody's kissing their ass. Everybody's talking about you got to pay Dak all this money. <sighs> They've beat the Giants at home with Eli. They beat the Redskins, who are awful, and they beat the Dolphins, who aren't even trying. Those are their three wins. They're combined one and seven. Does anybody so, have any perspective on can that? Can you wait until That's they play I mean. someone good, please? Right. Is that gonna, same thing is it, with the Packers. I don't know who Dallas plays this upcoming week. Do you have it here on the schedule? Uh, they got, they're, oh, they're at New Orleans, yes. but they're going to be playing Bridgewater and Taysom Hill, who went into Seattle look good. and won. They looked good yesterday, but... When the Packers and the Cowboys play in two weeks, it'll be a really good test for both of them to kind of see where they're at. For sure. You know, Rodgers has historically owned Dallas. Um, I'm not sure. Is that game there or here? It's down there. That splits their four four home games, two at Dallas and then two more. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. Um, But it's week three, man. You know, there there are some teams, and we'll get to it. There are some teams that are in some serious trouble for sure right now. Don't don't but disagree. I don't think any of the three and O teams should be feeling great about themselves, with the exception of New England because they play in the Big Eight. <laughs> I think they got Middleton on I the like schedule that. next week. That's that's good. That's very good. All right, um, let's go to the Bears for tonight. We kind of touched out on it at yeah. the opening. Um, we'll just see if they're, they're dumbass How, kicker. What did he do in the weight room? What are you know. doing? I don't know. This is the most confidence anybody's had in a Bears kicker in a couple of years, and you hurt yourself. But here's the thing, and I said it before. You're not an athlete. You're a kicker. Get your ass out of the weight room. Go kick field goals. The, Cody Parkey didn't get run out of Chicago because he couldn't squat 350. Or he he missed field goals. Kick the damn ball. I would just like to see some semblance of offense, some consistency, some... Some running game, Trubisky not airmailing people. Um, if throw, nothing throw, else, it behind. If nothing else, you just kind of got to start feeling better about yourself, right? You know, I mean, if you win tonight, thirteen to ten, oh, that doesn't do anything no, for me. No, you, you, I'm not you saying got, you need to win forty to ten. No, but you got to win by me, a, by I, at least two touchdowns, twenty-seven to thirteen. Yeah, you know, I'm, something like that. I'm good with that. I'll, even if you know, even if one of the touchdowns is a defensive one. Pick six. I don't care. Yeah. You just got to score some points. I looked right now. I mean, granted, they've only played two games. The only team in football with less points is the Dolphins. Bears have 19 points in two games. And that's one offensive touchdown. One offensive touchdown. So, yeah. I don't know. All right. I, I, there's not much to say about this one. We'll just uh, hopefully I don't punch a hole in the wall tonight. That's the only thing. <laughs> All right. Let's go around the league quick. Um a lot of flags. Oh, my God. 
I think you it, and I were talking about this in the college game, and like I understand what you're saying, and there's no flow or whatever. I I'm watching a pro game like you're watching a college. Well, game. they're both bad. They're both bad. I mean, I think it was I think it was the Saint game. I think Jim Nance said there's been almost there's been almost 180 holding calls through three weeks this year as opposed to 110 last year. And he and he said, you know, they said they were going to emphasize it, but they've now come out and said, yeah, it's been a little much. Yeah, I mean, there were some plays in that Saints game yesterday that, like, every time Kamara ran the ball for farther than, like, seven yards, they were throwing a flag. And it's like, come on, we're going to be here all day. They don't care. You can't. It's unwatchable, frankly. And when you're a television product like the NFL is, you can't have five-hour games, man. Ask baseball. It don't work. Well, so far, the NFL has been king and will remain king and until that that flag issue that you talk about starts affecting viewership and starts affecting advertisers. Well, nothing will affect viewership because Americans are rockheads when it comes to football. It's just football. Meatheads. Guys running into each other. Got to watch. It doesn't matter if they're throwing a bunch of flags. We'll just complain about it. Even though it hurts the product. And then on Sundays at noon. But nothing's going to happen. We're watching. It's just yes, like all the right. people that go, we're going to boycott over Kaepernick or they're going to boycott. You boycotted for what? A couple of weeks. Then you brought your jersey out. You made your cheese dip. You sat your fat ass in your recliner and you watched the game. Come on, people. Wow. I like that. Don't lie to me. You're That's just lying. You're lying to yourself. 3-0 and o teams. Talked about this this morning. Patriots. The usual suspects are there. The Patriots. The Chiefs. Cowboys through three weeks, if you look at the schedule, and then the Rams. And then I think, I mean, you put the Cowboys at the back end of that, and then you maybe the Packers and the Lions, and then you go, what the hell are the Bills and the Niners doing there as well? Yeah. Well, then talk about catching some breaks as the Niners. You know, you get to play a Pittsburgh team that has basically nobody left. No kidding. You know, that game was like six to three with like four minutes left in the third quarter yesterday, I think. So they've got some breaks. I mean, technically Detroit's well undefeated, even though they have their tie. The but man, you know, me and my dad were watching uh the Packer game yesterday and then the the Lions score came across and he's like, Man, that's gotta piss them off blowing that week one game For to Arizona. Sure. I mean, you'd be sitting it's three Arizona. And, you'd be sitting three and oh. Right as, as a Detroit team. Neck and neck with the Packers with, of the division. With two road wins. Right, and you haven't played Green Bay yet. I mean, that would be very, very nice for them. For sure. I mean, instead, yeah, you're 2-0, but that fucking tie. That, I hate we've talked about the tie yep, thing. That's right. It all, it'll end up screwing them in the end It all because they're the Lions. We had, I, we I had overtime know. in a high school game for the first time, and I don't remember how long. It might even have been the first overtime that I've called since I came back and started doing high school games. And we were unaware that the format had changed. We thought it, they were going in from the 25 and they put it at the 10. But I just like the fact that it's like, I know that somebody's going to walk out of here a winner. Right. It's not going to end in a tie. Yeah. And, I, it, and it doesn't in college, but in pros, they can't figure that out. Yeah, it makes no sense. Nope. Makes no Every sense. Every other level except maybe a Major League Baseball All-Star game. I mean, I don't even particularly like the college rule. Of starting at the twenty five, but it, but you're right. At least at the end of the game, somebody won it. Right. I don't. 
necessarily think that's true football. And, and they're not. But, it's not like playoff hockey where they just keep playing right. and they don't have shootouts until there's a winner. Because I mean, if you go to how many overtime periods the guys are just going to get gassed, you do that in football, you're not going to have any guys left. I would rather than have a tie. I would rather they trotted the kickers out and just have and, a field goal and, contest. and had a field goal contest like a, like a shootout in hockey. Fine. You go from the 30, you make it. Okay, now back, you go from up. the 40. Now you go from the 50. Now you go as far back until somebody misses, I'd like and to that's pl- it. Let's play a game of horse only with field goals. Like, first it's the Packers kicker's turn. You get to call the length and the spot where you want it. What? Yeah. You, you make it. The other guy has to do it. He makes it. It's his turn to call Something. it where on the field. I, you know, what? Something. It doesn't matter. Just no ties. Get a winner. No ties. All right. Uh, you want to go to 0-3? Dolphins, Jets. Bengals. Not, not surprising, not surprising, not surprising. Pittsburgh. Denver. Washington sits at 0-2 going into tonight, and Arizona 0-2-1. That's that's not a surprising group except for the Steelers. That shocked me. Well, and that's it's, I mean, it's you're without injury-related. I understand that, but at least, I mean, and I don't know who they've played in the first three weeks before. Well, they played New England. Okay. Uh, who, who did they play last, last week? week? I don't remember. Okay. But anyway, he should be able to get one, and I don't know whether that's – I mean, he's done for the year. I mean, have, have the Steelers fans just packed it in already? I don't know. I mean, I, the Steelers were kind of trying to make make it like they really have a lot of faith in this this kid they drafted. What is it, Mason Rudolph? Rudolph. Um, he is kind of the heir apparent, but, I mean, there's no way they thought he was going to have to start in week right, three. they're throwing him into the fire. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, Pittsburgh fans are pretty loyal. It'll be interesting to see if Mike Tomlin survives this. But I think, in my opinion, with the bullshit that he's had to deal with with some of the clowns on no that team, kidding. he's earned some equity for me. I, I, I would agree, but I think you and I can both also agree that sometimes ownership in the league doesn't work like that. Yeah, but the, the Steelers have only had what? They've had like three coaches now in the last 55 years, so they're not real super reactionary. Mm-hmm. So I think he will survive it, but it's going to be a long year for them. I mean, that's that's like a who's going mean, to win? That's a four win, four win, four or five win team. Who's going to win first, the Dolphins or the Jets, and who wins when when they match up against each other? I don't know. I mean, I. I would have to think the Jets, especially if they play when they have Darnold back. What about the Bengals and the Steelers? Well, that's Monday. That's next week. Oh God, that's is next it... Monday night. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Which is weird because this Bengal team nobody thought was going to be any good anyway. I'm not sure why you would put them why, on prime I, time. I, I don't. I'm not akin to the whole scheduling, whatever. All yeah. right, teams that are in trouble. Um, you mentioned Philly, the Falcons for sure. The Chargers are in trouble. I mean, I'm not saying that uh, <laughs> Melvin Gordon's going to come back and all of a sudden be the the savior or whatever. We can pump the brakes. So I think we said this after the first week on the Browns, but they've. I mean, that that was a legit matchup last night that they had to they had to deal with. Um, Panthers are. I don't get that's. I don't know what's going on there. It's a mess. Nothing good. No, it's a mess. I think there's some internal things going on that we're not hearing yet. But and then heading into into tonight, the Bears. I mean, they lose this one. I mean, you're you're dropping a DefCon level. Well, I think. and and you know, to clarify, what do I mean by trouble? Phillies one and two going into Green Bay. If they lose, they're one and three. They could still make the well, playoffs, of course. But you're going to be three games out in the division. 
You're not going. You're now. Now you're fighting for only a wild card. Same with Atlanta. Um, same with the Bears. The Bears go one and two. Now you're two games behind Green Bay. Really two and a half because they already beat you. So it really you're fighting for a lot smaller piece of the pie than if you can kind of you know get out ahead of it. I just don't think Cleveland's very good. I don't either. I think they're overrated. I think they're they all... They can't protect their quarterback. Yeah. You, you've gotten every other position better except your offensive line. Cowherd has been railing on this for three months. They traded their best lineman for to the Giants for Olivier Vernon. And he's like, that is the dumbest. You have a second-year franchise quarterback, and you're going to trade linemen? It makes no sense. You should be sense. stockpiling linemen. And I read today... Baker has resorted to running and always running right. Really? And if there's one thing that they're going to figure out real quick in the NFL, it's your tendencies. And if you, as soon as you get pressure from the backside because their left tackle sucks, you're bailing out right, you're very easy to cover. And uh, also their coach is a jackass. So they have really no shot. They're like, they're like an eight nine win team at best anyway. I thought of the long draw. I thought I was in high school again, running the wing T with Coach Thorpe, and he was calling. Was a, it like fourth and nine oh or something my, yes, like that? That's what it was. And I was like, "Are you running a draw on that?" Jesus. I mean, some of the and, and, and again X's and O's. I'm not sure about. I can watch high school and college and pro and whatever. I just don't understand some of these coaches and what they're seeing that that we all are not in some of the success rate for the plays that they're calling on, you know, third and long, second and long. So, I mean, you're basically just throwing a down away I and just forfeiting the possession and just saying, we're going to punt and we'll do better next time. Don't, I just think a lot of these guys think they're they're just too cute. They just think they're smarter than everybody, and they're, they think they're going to get you, and they, you know, nine times out of ten it doesn't work. It's just that one time it does work, everybody calls them a genius. That's why they do it. We this Antonio Brown thing I'm is done. finally over. I'm done. No, he just re-enrolled at Central Michigan. <laughs> yeah, it's over. He's got no eligibility <laughs> left, I've... so who cares? But it's like this dude, like when when Bob Kraft flips out and cuts you because you're 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 so stupid and you and the the tweets and or the text messages come out from you attacking your accuser. That pretty much signals the end of your NFL career, at least in the in the near future. Um, I I don't know how anybody Drew Rosenhaus is one of the great spin doctors of all time. I don't know how you can spin this when you are losing thirty million dollars and the ability to play in the NFL in your prime. I don't know how you can spin this into anything other than an absolute disaster. I just don't know how you can. I don't really have anything to add to that. You know, that was I'm I, I I've been tired of hearing about it. The whole, um, you know, the whole sexual assault and and the and the accusations that followed that that was another. I mean, it was already a dumpster fire before that. Now it's completely off the rails, yeah. and um, I still I still can't bring myself to to watch the Dana Jacobson Bill Belichick clip. It wasn't where, where, really. Where he just I, stares at her. I don't know that it was that. Bad. I think, well, he was unusually dickish on Friday. 
in the in the normal press conference yeah, when they asked him because the, he already knew they well, were cutting him. Yeah, and he he want and it, like any a football coach, he wants football questions. Well, yeah, I want to stick to football. I don't want to deal with this. Well, you're the coach and the general manager. We have to ask this stuff. That's right. Sorry. That's right. And she said that I saw on Twitter today. She's like, hey, she's like, I take no offense to it. My job is to ask that question. He can answer it or not answer it. Whatever. I just don't think you need to be a massive tool about it. Well. There's a little bit of a pattern with that in sport, in professional sports right now. I mean, he's the greatest football coach of all time. He's kind of a dick. Greg Popovich is maybe the greatest NBA coach of all time. He's kind of a dick. Tony Larusa was maybe uh, the greatest baseball manager of all time. He ain't kind of a dick. He's a giant royal dick. <laughs> so these guys, they're just they're no different than the player. When you keep getting your ass kissed and told how fucking smart you are every single day. And no one can ever question you. Why are you going to give any time of day and respect to the little underlings that are running around to nipping at your heels? That's just the way it is. Well, it sucks, but it's the way it is. Nevertheless, I am. Uh, I'm done. I don't really want to hear about it anymore, unless it's you know an He'll actual pop up like, on police reports or some court documents or whatever. He'll pop up on Instagram with like a pink mustache and I'm not, oh, you know oh, trying to be cool, sitting on a Lamborghini that he rented for a day because he can't afford it and you know all right we're 40 minutes in we need to get to these week three match or week four matchups and move on following monday night football um talked about philly and green bay that's a short turnaround at least it's at home for the packers philly coming in banged up uh, a little bit um this is going to be a big test obviously for green bay i don't know you know they're not going to release the lines until tomorrow i don't think um but I'm I'm just glad it's home, and then they get some extra time before they have to go to Dallas. Yeah, and uh, Philadelphia, it'll be interesting to see if they can run the ball. Um, I think going into this game, uh, you got to look at Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders for sure as as a couple of change of pace guys for them, and uh, especially if if uh, uh, Deshaun Jackson is not playing. So Tennessee and Atlanta battle of one and two teams. Um, Falcons, you listed them as one of your thing, you know, one of your teams in trouble. Tennessee's got a decent defense, not bad, not bad. But you think Atlanta at home should be, should be, but with that team, who the hell knows? Uh, Patriots at the Bills, the game of the day. It doesn't matter that both teams are three and zero. Oh. I would be <laughs> curious to see if the line is anything less than two touchdowns. Oh, I bet it's about eight. You think so? Yeah, on the road. Yeah, I, I think Buffalo is pretty good. Okay. They're not going to beat. They're not going to probably win the game. I don't think it'd be fourteen. That's right. that's Patriots ain't that good. They've been just decimating everybody well, though. They haven't played anybody well, either though. I don't know if the Bills are play the Jets and the Dolphins. I don't know if the Bills are a legit three O team. No, probably not. But I think they're a, I think they're a, the second best team in that division, right. and, and I think you know they got a chance to at least be competitive. Another battle of unbeaten's Kansas City at the Lions. Oof. <sighs> My boy Patty Mahomes is going to put up a monster, I think. Yeah, at home, that's going to be a tough first loss for Detroit. I'm, I'm kind of with you there. You're going to get those speed guys on that turf. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Indy, a surprising 2-1, and one, hosting a 1-2 and two Oakland team. This is this is just waiting for the Raiders just to get done so they can go to Vegas. Yeah, pretty much. That's all it is. Pretty much. That's all it is. Um, Dolphins and the Chargers, this is, a, this is a good time for L.A. to bounce back. It's a hell of a slump buster. Perfect. It's like taking home the fat girl from the bar. You just, you know, sometimes you got to do it. Okay. Giants with an 18-point comeback with uh, Daniel Jones against the Redskins, who hopefully will be 0-3 um, <laughs> heading into next week. I don't know. Is this going to be, you know, the 
the out, outpouring for Jones what after this? It? It's six o'clock on Monday. I am already tired of that guy. Jones? Tired really? of it. Okay. He's already been anointed as like the greatest yeah. giant quarterback. Oh, he does all these things that Eli can't do. If you're Eli, how do you feel? You just you just ride this know, out I'd and I just like, open my jewelry box and look at my two giant rings and my fat bank account. Monster country, yeah. I'm, I'm probably feeling all right. Okay. Uh, Baltimore, that that was a good loss. I, yeah. if, if there's a good loss, that was a good loss this week. Yep. Um, so they're still 2-1. and one, That's and a monster game for Cleveland. They're going to start 1-3, and three and people are going to start to wonder where all this money yeah. has gone and what it's gotten them. I don't think they can score, with, which is crazy no. to say. I don't think they can score with the Ravens. I would agree because Lamar Jackson looks like a different guy this year. And they got a nice running game with Ingram. I mean, they're, they're I'm shocked by Lamar Jackson. I did, when I remember watching that playoff the game playoff last game. year, and for three quarters he looked like a high school player. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked at what has happened this year, but you got to give the kid credit. Yep. Obviously, he worked at it. Carolina one and two at Houston, which is two and one. This is this could be another Cam Newton. Yeah. What's well, I think he's out. I think they've already announced he's out really? for this week. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, then, to me, that, that puts the Texans in front on that one. Yep. Rams roasting the Buccaneers. That's a womp. Yep. Bruce Arians is going to suffer some more growing pains there. Seattle at Arizona. Trap game. Seahawks, that's a tough. I don't know if they're good or not. Loss. No, neither do I. You can't win at home? I don't understand that team. Against New Orleans with Teddy Bridgewater? Well, they got a problem at running back. Chris Carson's a good player, but he can't hang out of the ball. He fall, He's fumbled like six, five, six times already in three games. Big division game, Chicago hosting the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be curious to see how that one turns out. Well, if the Bears win tonight, they'll both be sitting two and one. Yep. So that'll be uh, an opportunity, you know, you one of those teams. Well, and one of those teams will already have two division losses because they both already both lost to the Packers, Packers yeah. so. All right, uh, Jacksonville at Denver. We can skip that. Garden Minshew's mustache is going to be what's talked Versus about the most. Joe Flacco's statue. Sunday night game should be a good one. The Cowboys at the Saints. Teddy Two Gloves right. coming at you again. And then Monday night football, we already touched on. A pair of 0-3s that somehow they're going to try their best to hype up. Yeah, and, and that it really sucks because that's the day between the end of the baseball season and Wild Card Tuesday. So there's nothing on. So I will. I, I will probably Hate either watch. be. Well, no, no, no. I'm not watching that. I will be either sticking pens in my ear, or I might have to watch Monday Night Raw. I don't know. Ooh. I know. I know. That's how bad this football game is. That Man. I might have to go to Raw. I don't know if I can even do that. All right. So that's uh, that's the NFL. Wow, that was 45 minutes of NFL talk. Well, you know, um, I had to go up and get no answer I know, the doorbell. You had so. to answer the doorbell. That's all right. I killed some time. All right, baseball. What is going on at Miller Park? How was the game? How was the atmosphere? People buzzing, people excited. The second to last ever game at Miller Park I was at on Saturday. Miller Park. Correct. That is correct. Correct. Next American year Family Insurance Field or whatever Something it is. way too long to say that I'll never call it. It'll still be Miller it's Park. It's going to be Miller Park. <laughs> yes. That's, that's what it'll be. But, man, this has been a wild couple weeks, dude. Well, I'm just impressed, like, 10-2 and two since, since, um, what's his, since Yelich went down. That's pretty awesome. And, and 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 like we had said a couple of weeks ago, that if you had said that you get Spangenberg, Grisham, and some of these guys that, that are going to be pitching, and, you know, it doesn't, I mean, what did Woodruff go out after 38 pitches in two innings mm-hmm. yesterday, and then you just cobble some stuff together and they throw lights out? 
granted, it's the Pirates, fine, but it's like, still, that's a major league team, and some of these guys that have struggled, now all of a sudden you're getting some really good short combined outings from yeah, them. Yeah, Woodruff is basically doing a minor league rehab at the major league level right now. Um, and Council, I, you know, I talked to our buddy Joe, uh, we were both laughing, like, if Council could use every guy on the 40-man roster in a game, yep. he would do it. Yep. It's just the kind of manager he is. And you know what? You got to give the guys on the team credit. They've stepped up. They've had some unsung guys that have done some some good things, had big hits, come in and, and pitched really well. You get a guy like Jay Jackson comes in and, mm-hmm. and shuts you down for an inning. Junior Guerra's had a really, quietly, a really good season pitching multiple innings. Pomeranz out of the pen has been lights out. Um, Hader has saved his last 10 in a row. Yep. Um, Jordan Lyles has been one of the best pitchers in the National League since the Brewers got him. Um, so you just you've had some things that have fallen into place. Um, the schedule looked really daunting at the beginning of September. For sure, They're, they've won 15 of 17, and they're 17 and four in September. Um, that's shocking. I never would have thought that. I thought 21 games in, you know, maybe you're. 12 and 9. Mm-hmm. But 17 and 4 and like you said 10 and 2 without Yelich. Yep. Uh, it's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Yep. So and now you've got 3 against the Reds <laughs> on the road and then you've got the Rockies, yep. which is kind of an interesting way to wrap up the season. They're tied with the Nationals for the top wild card. They've already got the second one um in hand and the Nationals this week we have a uh, th- have, is that they got a 5, five game series. I was wondering what that was about. They got to play 2 tomorrow. Yep. Um, a doubleheader against the Phillies. That series wraps up on Thursday, and then they got the Indians. Who are fighting for a playoff spot in the right, American because, League. because they're trying to catch the Twins and stay stay in the wild card. I think the Twins probably have, Twins, that, yeah, have, have that division wrapped up. Indians, A's, and uh, D, uh Indians, A's, and Rays okay. are fighting for the wild card right now. So, so we, I mean, may, we may get an Aguiar in the playoffs yet. Never know. So that's, I mean, the Cubs are back now. I don't. Is, are they three back or four back? Four behind. The uh, okay. Yeah. Um, Cardinals still have to play them again, which I mean, right now, if the Brewers keep winning, you'd kind of want to go that the other way. Those games will matter because the Cubs are p- playing Pittsburgh, uh, starting to, uh, tonight, I believe. No, Cubs or are tomorrow. Tonight. Or tomorrow. Yep. Um, and Pittsburgh's mailed it in. They they got a Triple A lineup up there at best. They've mailed it in. I I expect the Cubs to at least win two of three going into the weekend. Well, who's going to be healthy? I mean, they're dropping like flies. They are left and right. So I mean, it's I mean, if you want any hope other than the wild card, to me, you flip the script. You wanted the Cardinals to to beat the Cubs just so you could improve your wild card standing. Now you're tied with the Nationals, but you're only three games back of St. Louis. If, if, if the Cubs can beat the, the Cardinals in that series and the, the and the Pirates can hang one on them, I mean, I don't know who the Cardinals wrap up with. They wrap up with the Cubs. I'm not sure who they're playing first okay. off the top of my head. But, um, yeah, I mean, the Brewers probably got to – the Brewers in their last six at least have to win five of them to have a chance to win the division. Right. Um, in my opinion, I, I think more realistically, you're you're trying to fight and make sure you for get the first wild card, and get, get the home get field. Home. Um, but man, this Cub team, I, I we don't talk about about the Cubs a lot because they're a, a clown show down there. Um, I hate them with every fiber of my being. 
I re- it was really funny this last weekend <laughs> w- watching the Cubs and the Cardinals and kind of following along. And I hate the Cardinals. They are they are the team that is consistently going all the way back to 82. They are the team that has stood in the Brewers' way of some of the best teams that we've had in franchise history. That being said, I just hate the Cubs. And watching them get swept in four, four must-win games that they lost every one of them by one run, and they blew those last two in in monumental fashion. It just tickled my ass a little bit, man. It just <laughs> it just made my weekend a little bit better. If the if the Bears win tonight and the Badgers win it on Saturday, and the Cubs getting swept and the Brewers sweeping the Pirates, best weekends. I may for throw you. I may throw myself a parade in my backyard and just put a hat on, march around, throw out some you know, get some fireworks, some sparklers. Oh my God. I that's, love it. I love great. it so much. I hate Joe Madden. I can't wait till he gets fired the day after the season. That that's gonna happen. Oh, you can't bring him back. You can't. The Cubs have never given him a bullpen, but he's also doesn't know how to manage one. I guess I look at it from the standpoint of he took them along with their lineup to to new heights, and I guess I'm wondering who you're gonna get from here on out that can do that, especially when you got a lot of big paydays coming up, which the, the team is not going to be what it was. Well, he took him to new heights, but he, but he did his very, very best to piss it away. When they won the World Series, they were down 3-1. And even in Game 7, he burned out Chapman. Yep. The only reason that they won the World Series is because of that rain delay. It screwed the Indians up and, and screwed up their pitching and, and whatnot. Um, but he did his very best to piss that series away. The Cub players just ended up winning it for him. I'm curious as to whether or not uh, Theo and the front office decide to start moving some of these pieces because, like you say, they're going to have to start paying everybody. You're already paying some of these pitchers. But all the hitters are coming up at the same time. Exactly, and you're starting to see, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on with Chris Bryant. He doesn't seem to be the player he was a couple years ago, and I'm not sure if that's because he's been banged up, or did he kind of is he one of them guys that just maybe peaked early? You know that happens in baseball. Sometimes these guys have their best years when they're 23, 24, 25, and then they kind of just plateau. He still had a a, a good solid year, but you know you're going to have to pay him 200 million plus. You're going to have to pay Baez 200 million plus. I would think you got to resign Rizzo. I think he's your best all-around player, and I he he is the face of that team. He's a good dude. Yep, does a lot in the community. Yes, I think you got to bring him back. Um, you you got a lot of money tied up in Kimbrel. You got a lot of money tied up in Darvish. So I don't think that this is just an open checkbook situation with that team. I think there's going to be some parameters set, and it's just a matter of. Who comes and who goes? They still got Hayward on the hook for big money the next couple of years. What are you going to do with Addison Russell? Is he done? You going to bring him back knowing all the baggage that he's got? I don't know, but they've got a lot of really good players on that team. A lot that of costly players. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, especially after the way they collapsed last year. And now they're blowing the lead and then getting beat in the playoffs. Done it this year as well, and, and they're not even going to make the postseason completely most likely. Blowing it this yep. year. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's be interesting going forward. The one thing I will say, I told you so. Everybody wanted to sign Kimbrell. All the yes. Brewer fans wanted to sign yep. Kimbrell. 
And I was fine with it on a one-year deal. But this giving relievers big money on multi-year deals, it doesn't work. There's only a handful of guys in baseball history that you could ever do that to. Hoffman, Rivera, Raleigh Fingers, uh, maybe like a Billy Wagner. There ain't many guys. And when it comes time for the Brewers and Hater in a couple of years, I don't know, man. I'm going to have to see how the next couple of years go because relievers typically are up and down year to year. Look at Jeffress. Great last year. He ain't even on a roster. Done. Not even on a roster. So, you know, we'll see. This Kirby Yates guy for the Padres who basically had like one blown save all year and he had 40-some saves on a crap team. You going to pay him big money? Didn't really win a game that mattered. We don't know how he's going to be in pressure situations. You going to pay him 15 a year? I ain't. Not when you look at a team like the Brewers that keep making the playoffs with this bullpen by committee. Right. Why, why is there hate, a reason to hater, go out and spend that? Hater's your guy, yes. but you know what? If Pomerantz has got to close that day, he can do it. Right. You know? All right. Brewers start on Tuesday. Last two series of the season at the Reds and at the Rockies. And All that right. and that whole Cub conversation was for one listener in particular, Chris Collis, because I know yes. he will. Shed a tear at the thought of his boy Joe Madden being on the unemployment line. <laughs> Thank you for subscribing, Chris. Of course. We, we, we appreciate absolutely. you. Absolutely. All right, Badger football up to eighth in the Associated Press. They just whomped on Michigan. That wow. game was closer than it should have been because um, Michigan decided to come to life. Um, Didn't it kind of look like Bucky took their foot off the gas completely. a little bit? Completely. Especially once those two kids got thrown out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And mm. now, like I was talking to Michael about it today, it's, uh, yeah, it's Northwestern, but I think the line just came out eh. 23 or something like that. You're two still starting D-backs, Still man. missing. Now you're down your top three safeties because mm. Nelson is out with the injury. Right. So you're going to have to play the first half with your two guys that probably weren't even going to see the field unless it was mop-up time or special teams. Right. And yeah, it's Northwestern, and yeah, it's twenty three. But I'm not, I'm North, not digging that too much. Pat Fitzgerald always gives the Badgers problems. He's a good coach. They don't have the talent, but they hang around, especially when they play Bucky. They really get up for that game. That's, it's. I don't know. I, thankfully, it's at it's yes. in Madison because yep. if it was down in Evanston, oh, I would be very, very worried for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't. You and I were talking about this before we started rolling. Harbaugh, I don't know whether this is going to be the end of him. That's what people are talking about. The only way you save your season if you're him is if you beat Ohio State, which he hasn't done. And they're not going to this year. You so, wouldn't think. I'm, I mean, you and I were talking about it, and you you don't. And uh, I agree with you in the sense that if you can't bring Harbaugh back and win with him, who are you going to get? I'm not sure that it matters to that administration and it matters to those boosters because I don't think that they care about anybody that's in that chair unless they beat the Buckeyes. And if you can't do it, you're just like anybody else, no matter you know whether your name is in the hallways and your pictures are up there and anything else. Well, I think they're, they're one of the handful of schools that needs to, they got to get over themselves. I, I, they have to realize that this is not the Bo Schembechler, even early Lloyd Carr era of Michigan football. They haven't won a national title since 1997. And before that, they hadn't won one for like 30 years. Um, it's Notre Dame is Notre Dame. The last 20 years has been very similar. Everybody Notre Dame gets beat by Air Force, and people flip out. And Michigan has a close game with Army, and and all their fans flip out. And it's like, well, but you're not 
you're not the Tyrone Wheatley Michigan team. You don't have Brian Greasy or Brady or Drew Henson as your quarterback. You got you played three of them on Saturday because you can't find one. Right. So, which is amazing to me when all these when you get such high recruiting ranks and you can't find a quarterback that fits your system. Did you watch any of the halftime in the post game of that? I didn't. Urban Meyer said something very interesting, and he's no lover of Harbaugh, so I think it was a little bit of a shot at Harbaugh, but it was true. He said, this team has a ton of talent, and I know that because half of them, I recruited right. them. yes, yes, I did see that. Michael show, showed me that clip. Yeah, so yes. the, 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 excuse, the, the personnel excuse is not valid. He has the guys. I don't think he's got the right quarterback. Clearly. But, but Harbaugh has always been built on running the ball, and solid defense. When he was at Stanford, when he was with the Niners, that's how he won. That defense sucks. Yes, it does. That is a bad D. Yeah, if you can get Cone to pass on you and let the Badgers running game run. I mean, you got run over by Army, who didn't pass the ball at all. If Jonathan Taylor didn't get hurt, he might have ran for 300 yards. I would agree with you, for sure. He might have. Um, so I don't know whether this is going to be it for him. I mean, I, they could go the rest of the way and win and still lose to Ohio State, and you're still looking at a at a, at a two-loss season, um, and you're not going to win the East, and you're not going to go to the Big Ten title game. You'll still go to a decent bowl game. But I don't know if 10-2 if and two and then a bowl game that is reputable can still save if you don't win the big one. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a question that, as non-Michigan fans – we struggle to answer, but I like watching it. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny to me. Yeah, it is. It's it is. funny. I've, I've never um, been a big Michigan football fan right now. And I, you, you, you put this in the notes and I agree with you. The Ohio state game will be huge because the Badgers have, um, they have Northwestern this weekend. They have Kent state. And then I think it's Ohio state after well, that. Well, here's my question to you. Okay. You're going to play Ohio State twice this year. You hope. Most likely. You Let, hope. Let's just say everything plays out the way. Not Iowa and Nebraska left yet. You're going to go. You're going to play Ohio State twice. You want to beat them in week eight? You want to beat them in week 15? Michael and I had that same conversation. He goes, we're, we're not going to get them in week eight, but we'll get them in Indianapolis. That's your, that's your best chance of making the playoffs. Beating them at Ohio State, if you're undefeated and then you go down to Indianapolis and then lose, and you're, then lose you're not doing you're anything not for yourself. In. You can be a one-loss team, win the Big Ten title game, and get in. Yes. But you need to climb up into the five or six or four range, and if you lose to Ohio State, which is going to be top three or four at the time, probably two, that's not going to knock you down far enough. Whereas right. then if you can run the rest of the way and then beat, you'll get into the top Because other teams are going to – Auburn and Alabama got to play. And they got to play Georgia. Yes. And, totally. I think five of the top nine teams right now are SEC teams. Totally agree. So Totally agree. Yeah. So I'm so I'm fine with that. Um, again, Northwestern, 23 points. That's what's happening on, on Saturday. Um the targeting penalties, you and I were kind of going back and forth with each other. The first one was awful. Yes, it was. It was terrible. Awful. Because it was a half of Learn how to slide, slide. Claude. Yes. To me, that's on the quarterback. But you're holding the defense accountable for yeah, that. That's crap. That's that's not again. That, that's uh, unfair. Again, to the letter of the law, shoulder, the referee might be correct. Shoulder pad right to the head. But the targeting rule was put in for the second right. one. Totally agree. That one yep. was nasty. I loved it because you know what? 
if you're going to get me for targeting, I'm going to earn it. I'm going to earn it. Absolutely. But you know what? That's why you don't jump in football if you're the Michigan quarterback. Well, for sure. That's why you don't jump. You jump, you get smacked. Yep. Period. Guy's out with a concussion now, I think. Lucky he's got all his teeth. All right, so um, not mu- not much to hit in hoops. Just okay. just wanted to mention we got one week training camp opens. I think next Tuesday. Okay, um, they'll have media day and and pitcher day and all that stuff beforehand. So if you're a if you're a Buck fan, download their app. It's free. You'll be able to go on there, see media day, all the interviews. Okay. That's always kind of fun to watch. Um, I hope next week to kind of get into a little bit of a, a roster preview. I didn't do much this summer. Um, talking about their free agent signings and and, and kind of what it's going to look like going forward into the season. Um, I do think the Bucks are going to be very, very good. I don't know that they're going to win 60 again, but I think they're going to be uh, one of the top two seeds yep. in the East. And then uh, just the other day, the NBA came out with some new tampering rules. Yes. Which is, I won't, we won't get into it too much here as we're kind of short on time. Maybe I'll touch on it as we get closer to the season. but. Yep. Just a lot of the stuff that went on this summer, um, the way some of these guys' contracts were signed, some of the back channels that went on. Um, there's an interesting story with the Bucks involved in that and Malcolm Brogdon that I'll, I'll share next week. But uh, the NBA is going to try to crack down. I don't know if they're going to be able to. Um, it's kind of one of those things that, you know, you can't really keep people from talking to each other. Right. They can always yep. claim something. It's like the Antonio Brown signing with the Patriots thing where – you know, two hours after he's cut, he signed with the Patriots, but allegedly he has all these other offers. But Drew Rosenhaus can say, well, yeah, I was talking to the Patriots, but I was talking to him about the other guy that right. I represent on their team. Yeah, and you can always say that. You can who, always who, say who, that. Who's going to prove you wrong on that? Yeah. Um, I did have, just as a personal experience, probably the most gut punch of a high school broadcast loss that I've ever had, either in basketball, football, baseball, Whatever, yeah. With Janesville Parker and Madison East, worse than the the state baseball game, you think? <sighs> That's a good question. That was a walk off homer in what the semifinals? Semifinals, but everybody's good up there. Sure, sure. This was, I mean, Parker was running on a twenty game losing streak. Mm-hmm. You know, gave went for it on fourth and one in their own territory, lost it. Touchdown. Next time, ran down, kicked a field goal to tie it back up, sent it to overtime. Went for it on fourth and one instead of grabbing points and then lost on a touchdown Mm -hmm. in the back corner. I mean, it was a series of events which I don't really want to replay uh, at all, but it was was really, really rough. And we left very, very despondent. Yeah, I was listening. I I actually had kind of spaced it out, and I, I happened to look at the phone, and it was 930. And I thought, oh, I wonder who won the game. So I went to Twitter and saw you had put something up like five minutes prior that the game was still going. So I got you guys on the on the app. And Coach O sounded uh, a little little despondent, a little down at the end of that game. Um, you know that, and like you said, when you when you've lost twenty in a row and your program's struggling, and you got a chance to win a game, boy, you got to win the game. That's what I'm thinking. Whew. So I'm talking to the coaches on Wednesday. We're we're, we're going to talk about that, obviously. Um, just some of the, you know, some of the decisions. I mean, he put it in the kids' hands, and the kids wanted to go for it. Credit them, but I mean that that's kind of curious about whether the the coaches should be a stopgap or not. Like guys, well, yeah, know, players always want to go. I know you want to go. Yeah. Might not be the best decision. So I'm, I'm I'll, I'll I'll be curious to see what what Clayton. Well, said. It, it, it I'm sure really when tough. you've lost twenty in a row as the coach too, though, right. you see an opportunity to get one. 
the last thing you want to do is go home thinking about what you could have maybe right. done. But so tough position. Yeah. So we'll see, and it doesn't get any easier. Parker goes up to Middleton this week, so, mm. so we'll see. Yeah. All right, that's the intentional foul for this week. Glad to be back in Studio B. Uh, we will do it again for you next week. Preview all the NFL stuff. We're talking. We're going to hopefully be talking Brewers in the wild card. Maybe the division. We'll see how it uh, how it maps out. We'll see whether uh, Bucky can mess up uh, Mr. Fitzgerald at Camp Randall or not. So, thank you for listening. You can subscribe wherever podcasts are found. I'm Josh. I'm Dan. Have a good week, and we will talk to you next time. Go Brewers. Go Bears.